Okay, I have this beautiful sefer called uh, Mishpatei HaShalom, which is all about halachos of Ben Adam Lachavero. There are several svarim out there. I have another sefer called, uh, I think, Halachos Ben Adam Lachavero. And uh, I think Rabbi Daniel Feldman has a couple of books on uh, Ben Adam Lachavero, type of Inyanim. Uh, in this Mishpatei HaShalom, he has a whole chapter, Perk Chaf, is Maimer Lashon Hara B'Shiduchim. It's all about whether uh, Lashon Hara is mutter by Shiduchim. Someone asks you about a friend or about somebody. Do you know this guy? Do you know this person? How from are they? And they start peppering you with questions. What are you allowed to say? What are you not allowed to say? How good looking are they? How, you know, if, or particularly if you know of certain skeletons in the closet, do you share those? Do you not share those? Is it usr? Is it a mitzvah? Um, so this is, uh, this is important to, to know, especially as guys your age are frequently going to be asked about your chaverim from yeshiva and uh, people you may know from high school or whatever it might be that you may have uh, you may have information on, um, and for yourselves when you when you seek information. So the idea of seeking information is very important. That's not something that's uh, that's that's a totally new idea that uh, that that is rooted in lashon hara. It's rooted in divrei chazal. The Gemara tells us that you should be bodek. Uh, says you should be bodek the, the brothers of the prospective girl to see what they're like because that's very often what your children are going to be like meaning looking into the family is important everyone tells you you're not marrying the family you're marrying the girl but you know there is some relationship that's going to be a very important relationship in your life, so it is important to be bodek a little bit. The uh, the Gemara Masech Pesachim Daf Memtes tells us that how you can know if she's bas tamulchacham if you don't ask what her father's like, right? So yeah, the Gemara obviously assumes that there's some sort of uh, meeting, there's some sort of informational uh, gathering that's done. The Gemara Masech Tainus of Dalid. Uh, says that Eliezer Eved Avram was Shol Shaloka Hogan because he didn't ask if she was a Chigeris or a Sumam, right? He made this deal in his mind. First girl that offers my camels to drink, she's going to be the one. Yeah, what if she looks totally awful and Yitzchak is going to be completely turned off by it? So the Gemara says Eliezer made a mistake. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't make such deals. You shouldn't say, you know, uh, I, I'm just going to, without doing proper, proper research, I'm just going to take it. No, you don't do that. You have to do a certain amount of research. So the very idea of information gathering is important. And very, a very high percentage of the conversations that take place when it comes to shidduch issues uh, relates to really the fifth chilek of Shulchan Aruch, the proverbial fifth chilek of Shulchan Aruch, which is the common sense chilek, right? That where does it say in Shulchan Aruch? If, if you're a Jew who has common sense and who knows what the basic Ratzinah Torah is, so you should uh, you should know certain things. And Rav Shach always likes to point out that very often language, and he points it out over here in the Sefer also, language is very important to be sensitive to. Some people refer to things a certain way different than you might refer to something. Lamashal. Someone will ask you, is the guy a Talmud Chacham? So who's asking? The person who's asking can't read a, can't read a Pasuk in Chumash. So if the guy could read a Pasuk in Chumash and Rashi, so to him, that's a Tamil Chacham. Right? So Rav said, he would often get that question. Is the guy a Tamil Chacham? So Rav would say, to me, that person's rabbi is not a Tamil Chacham. Right? But to them, he's the God of Hadar. So, so, but I know that if they hold that, reading a Pasuk in Chumash with Rashi, he's a Tamil Chacham. So you say, he's a Tamil Chacham. You have to know the language that people speak when dealing with these types of things. They're, they're, is he a masmid? Is, is, is the girl a balas chesed? So he suggests being specific, saying facts. 
Don't just say she's a balas chesed. Say she did hask. She did right. Read down the. You know she did this. She did that. Say exactly what what chesed she did. That makes her. That makes you think she's a balas chesed. Everyone has a different definition of what's called a, a balas chesed. Um, much of the information I'm going to mention in the next seven or eight minutes is from an article I found uh, that was written eight years ago by Rabbi Chaim Jachter from uh, TABC. He has an article on this topic. So he writes as follows. There is an Isser, the Gemara Bamatia, Daf Nuntas and Daf Samach, tells us there's an Isser called Ona'a. Ona'a is that you're not allowed to misrepresent merchandise that you have when you're selling something. And it's a Pasha to Kalvachomer. If it's true when you're selling an item, uh, you're selling apples, you're selling any, uh, any item, household item, that you can't misrepresent what it really is when you're selling yourself, when you're representing yourself or, your, or, or a friend for a life partner. So it's obvious that you're not allowed to misrepresent. So to be purposely misleading is a Dover Pasha that it's us or you don't need any, uh, any posik to tell you. Rav Moshe has a tshuva. What if a girl, Rav Moshe was asked by a girl who was uh, a balas tshuva and uh, she had some wild days in her younger years and she was no longer a basula. But now she was very from and sanua and all the rest. Did she have to tell the husband the prospective dates that she's not a basula? Meaning before the first date. Is that, is that first phone call material? By the way, I'm not a basula before we get started. So Rav Moshe says, it's not first phone call material, but it's definitely pre-engagement material. Meaning when things are starting to heat up, when things are starting to get a little bit serious, so then by that point she needs to know what's called a little bit serious. So in certain circles, by the third date, that's already very serious. That's already in other circles. It's been three months and he's starting to think about maybe getting serious in a few more months. You know, so it, it, it depends on, on what circles you come from, what's called very serious and what's called not, not very serious. So you have, to, you have to know. But at a certain point, there are certain pieces of information certainly must be shared, but not necessarily at the beginning. It doesn't necessarily have to be shared at the beginning. Just parenthetically, on that point, if a, someone has a very stormy past, he was talking about where she, she was physically, she was a bu'ula. He thought that has to be shared. I don't think he would say that if you have, uh, you know, if in high school there were certain things that you did that maybe you regret, that that has to be shared, nor do I think it's healthy to share. Um, a lot of those things are probably best not, oh, you know, you, you want to lay it out. Okay, well, there was this girl, there was that girl, there was that girl, and I did exactly this, that. That would psychologically destroy your wife. Right, that every single time there's anything, you know, it's, it's, and, and, would, and she does the same to you, it would psychologically destroy you. It's, it's not necessarily a healthy, good thing. There are certain things that need to be said, other things that don't need to be said. You went to a modern Orthodox high school, she knows. Okay, so whatever, she'll, uh, whatever assumptions will be made, will be made, whatever assumptions won't be made, won't be made. Fine. Um, it is better if there's important information, it's better to break up the shidduch than for people to be miserable their whole lives together. You don't want to set up a shidduch that's doomed to fail. Um, but it has to be something major, like we said. Like Roshetzer likes to give the muscle of you're selling an automobile. He doesn't call it a car for some reason. He always says, you're selling an automobile. So when you sell an automobile, you don't have to say that uh, there's a scratch here. There's Anything that's minor that the person might not care about, there's only two cup holders, not three. You know, you don't have to say every flaw in the car, but if there's something major, if it's missing an engine, so then obviously you do have to say uh, something that's, that's a major flaw. That's why there are a lot of tshuvas. Doctors were asked, asked Greg Poskin um, if uh, they know that the person doesn't have reproductive organs. The person's reproductive organs are, are all messed up. They're never going to be able to have a child. And the girl's not telling the guy that she doesn't have a uterus. She can't carry a baby. So does the doctor have to tell? So he has a Hippocratic oath. 
not allowed to tell, right? So Rabbi Waldenberg, Tzitz Eliezer, says you have to tell. He says, look, I wouldn't just say it straight out. What I would do first is tell the girl that I'm morally obligated to tell the chassan. I would suggest you do it first. And hopefully she'll listen and she does it before the doctor has to tell. But the, the, the halacha, um, I, but it's a shvua, he took a shvua, an oath. In the stomach, the shvua was all tonight that it's not against the Torah. It's a double pasha that you have to tell. Now that's a major issue because it could cost him a lot if he tells. If he tells and he sued or whatever. But okay, these things need to be discussed. Obviously, don't pass these things on your own. They need to be discussed very, very clearly just to be aware of them. There is a general list of Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara involves, there are three stages. There's Rechilus, there's Lashon Hara, there's Moti Shemra. Rechilus is Stam telling stories about people. Lashon Hara is telling negative stories about people that are true. Moti Shemra is telling negative stories about people that aren't true. So obviously the worst on the list is uh, Moti Shemra. Lashon Hara is emphasized, the Ramam emphasized Lashon Hara is so severe, it causes the destruction of Neshamos, and it's as bad as Avodzor Gilarais Shvichs Dabam altogether. Look in Chavetz Chaim, you'll find all the bad things about Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is obviously a very bad thing to do, and uh, we have to be careful with Lashon Hara. On the other hand, we also have an Isra in the Torah, Lashon Hara, that if you see that if someone is about to put himself in a dangerous situation, a difficult situation, a bad situation, you're not allowed to just let them walk right into the pit. You have to stop them from, uh, from, from, fall, from falling into a very bad situation. The halacha is that, and Chavz Chaim makes the point, and all the other posts can make the point, is that would be docha lashon hara. I mean, not that it's docha, it's that it doesn't have a shame lashon hara. It's not called lashon hara when there's a toeles to save a person. That you're, you're doing this in order to save a person, that's not going to be considered lashon hara. And therefore, when it comes to shiduchim, if you think that someone's going to get involved in something that's really bad for them, that they're going to be, uh, it's going to be something that's really going to ruin them, and you see they're about to make a big mistake, and they're asking you for advice, you're allowed to reveal certain things that might be Lashnar in order to stop them. However, important point, that's only if there's no other way to stop it. If there's some other way to stop it without saying something bad about the person. If Shachar gives the example, you know that the guy that this girl is going out with, this wonderful Tsunua Bas Yisrael is going out with, happens to be an axe murderer. Or, uh, you know, he happens to be a Ganav and he's a... Now, she is very makbir on an intellectual. She wants someone who reads the New York Times and Wall Street Journal cover to cover every single day. So you just tell the guy, look, he doesn't read the Wall Street Journal every day. Just tell the girl, he doesn't read the Wall Street Journal every day. It's true also. He doesn't read the Wall Street Journal every day. You don't have to say, and he's an Avarian and a Ganav and an axe murderer and... You don't have to go through the whole story. If Itaki is an axe murderer, you may want to tell the authorities. But uh, you know, the, you don't have to go through the whole story of every single thing that the guy ever did in his life. If you have other ways to stop it, and it's really that's just pashut ABCs of lashon hara. The Chavetz Chaim in Hilchus Ruchilus, Parak Tess, says that there are six things that you need to ask yourself before you say lashon hara. You have to be absolutely certain that the information you're going to say is true. Even Lashonara L'Toelis. Even when Lashonara is Mutter, there's six things you have to make sure. Number one, you have to be certain that the information is true. Number two, you have to be sure that the flaw that you're about to reveal is significant. That it matters. 
that it's not just something that you have a bug in your head that this matters. It has to be something that actually matters. Number three, you have to make sure that you're kavanos or l'shem shemayim and you're not just trying to get the person and to take vengeance on the person. Right? You have to be sure that you're doing this totally l'shem shemayim. Number four, there has to be a chance that the information is actually going to be accepted by the other person and is going to make, be meaningful to them. Even if you hold it's meaningful, but if you're going to say this information and the person's going to say, yeah, I don't really care, but now they're going to know it and they're going to ignore, it, ignore your advice anyway, so then maybe don't say it, it doesn't help. For instance, you may want to start saying, well, he does this Avera and that Avera, and then you think to yourself, wait a second, who's asking this question? She does all the same things. So why would you have to share that? You obviously know that it's not something that's going to... That's, that's going to make a difference. In this Sefer Mishpatei Shalom, you see what kind of he says that in certain communities, no one's going to admit that they watch TV in certain communities, right? But if you say it, but and but a lot of people do. If you say it in the shidduch, the shidduch will be batal. I, the guy, also watches TV, but you tell him that the girl watches TV, that's it. The shidduch is going to be over. So don't say it, right? And he'll discover after enough time that she's just like him, and they'll keep the TV in the closet, and everything will be wonderful, and they'll be very happy together, and everything will be wonderful. You don't have to say those things that are going to stir the shidduch. Number five, he says, you have to make sure that you don't exaggerate. Right? If the guy has a problem with uh, whatever issue it might be, don't make it into the world's biggest problem. Say exactly what it is, not more than what it is. And also, there ha- if, if, what we mentioned before, it has to be that there's no other way to get them to beware other than, than you sharing this information. Um, be careful with the words, not for you. The words, not for you, are very dangerous words. Sometimes you say, it's not for you. So... Now, sometimes it's a, it's a good way to get out of it if you know really damaging information. So you could say, not for you, maybe is a little easier, that without, that easier than sharing the information if the person's going to trust you. If it's just a personality issue and you don't see it so much, you don't always have to say that because you'd be surprised. A lot of times when you don't see it so much, opposites attract sometimes. I was just reading, uh, middle of reading the biography of Ravel Yashiv that was just published. And it describes how Rav Yashiv and his wife could not have been more opposites. She was like so geschicked and she was, uh, you know, in charge of everything and knew where everything was and knew what to do and took care of a million different things. If you asked him where these, they kept the spoons in his kitchen, he wouldn't be able to tell you. And they were perfect for each other. Why? Because all he wanted to do was learn. And all she wanted to do is take care of everything else so that he can learn. And they had a very unique kind of relationship. And that was wonderful and it worked out really great. And she said, you know, when I first met him, I didn't want to marry him. But her father, Ravari Levine, said, you should marry him. It's really going to be Kedai. This one's a good one. So she married him. Right? But uh, you, you have to be careful with, with, with words like that. So uh, in terms of, so again, basically, Lashon Hara is a real Isser. A lot of times people have it backwards. They assume that Lashon Hara is always okay, except with Shiduchim, you can't say Lashon Hara. It's really backwards. Lashon Hara is really always Asr. With Shiduchim, sometimes you're allowed to say it. You should go through that mental list in your head of the six things that the Chavetz Chaim says you have to be careful about before you speak. Choose your words carefully. If you need to speak more slowly in order to make sure that you think before you speak, do that. Don't just rush to speak like you normally speak, like you're shooting the breeze. And uh, then hopefully we should all be zafa to make many shiduchim and uh, you should all be zafa to find wonderful shiduchim.